0: And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top.
1: Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com, and let me help you rise to the top. Everyone, hey, this is Heather Havenwood. Welcome to another version of Like a Boss Insights with Influencers, Entrepreneurs, and Bad Asses Like You. Woo! All right, so today I have someone on the line, which is super cool. I want to tell you about my story with James. James Carter is his name, and I'll introduce you here in a second of who he is. But I'm going to share a little story. Are you there, by the way, James?
0: I'm here. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good, but I'm going to share the story of how we met, which is Affiliate Summit, oh, God, 2015.
0: 14, 20, 15, 14, 15, 15 or 16,
1: somewhere around there, somewhere around there. And he just, I don't know even how exactly the exact moment we met, we met at Philly Summit, which is like 6,000 people, 7,000 people mm-hmm. ran across each other. And, um, you were just so awesome to be with and so nice. Oh. And you looked at me in the eyes and just so people know, if you don't know what Philly Summit is, it's a bunch of dudes. <laughs>
0: Mostly ninety percent,
1: ninety percent dudes, and they're not like, you know, businessmen. They're more like dudes behind of a computer, and so the 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 social awkwardness of that entire event is just off the chain. You know what I mean? Definitely not social guys going, "Hello, nice to meet you. What's your business card?" So the fact that you looked at me and you smiled and you had a conversation with me and you weren't like trying to grope me or anything weird, and you were, Oh, oh my goodness. Interested in like having a conversation with me and like, absolutely. What you? And what are you doing? And what's your life like? And I'm like, oh my god, are you for real? So then, over the years, you know, I'd go and we'd always hang out and and uh just now you're just a dear friend. Now I have your cell phone and I call you, just your dear friend. So I think it's cool. This is James, everyone, James. Hi,
0: pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me, Heather. I really, really love your show.
1: Thanks. Thanks. it will be fun. Um, and so if you're you're seeing this on video, if you're not just listening, you're, uh, he has a short one that says verify Five Fifty. Um, that is his company. Look at that. That's cool. And just who you are in the world. You're an entrepreneur. Uh, You do email, you do hosting. And I just love the fact that you say this, you're an entrepreneur, you're your father of a special child. And, uh, yeah. I just kind of love that special. You call it, what'd you call it? Special, special needs. needs, father and child. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yep. and I think that's, that's, I think that's what makes your heart so open. Um, and I see you on social media with your son and and talking about that. So before we dive into your personal life, let's talk about your business life, email list hygiene specialist. What the heck is that?
0: Well, email list hygiene is for uh, email marketers whom either, Purchase a list, trade a list, or uh, lease a list, or have an old list that's been sitting around for a long time. And what we do is we go inside the list and we match and we remove threats. What we would consider a threat would be uh, a bounce, a spam trap, a complainer, a litigator, uh, syntax errors, bots, seeds, and all kinds of uh, emails like roles, which would be info at, webmaster at, uh, types of emails that go to uh, multiple groups of people, uh, and also a temporary email. So we go through a list and we clean it up so an email marketer can hit the send button and not have any problems.
1: Right. Right. And I've, I've used your services before um, when I bought a company and also had an old list that I had that hmm. you cleaned it up. Um, for me. So that's awesome. Okay, great. So that's kind of the fun stuff. That's the, the why I call fun slash boring stuff. <laughs> that's my day job. <laughs> yeah, That's the day job, right? What's your yeah. real job? So let's, you know, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. How long have you been online? <sighs>
0: okay. Well, uh, I started in the real industry back in 94. Three ninety four ninety five 95 somewhere in between there uh working for a software company doing uh, sales for customer relation management um i got in really early uh right when uh, the internet just started and people were getting email addresses etc i metamorphosed from doing customer relation management software to selling phone systems for lucent technologies And then from Lucent Technologies, I found the email marketing world through a company who hired me to do their uh, uh, media buying. So I would find an email marketer and give them my creatives or like an affiliate, basically, before there were affiliates. And this was back in like maybe 2001, 2002. And we would take that information and give it to them. They would mail it and then we would pay them for leads or Back then, they were called cost per acquisition or cost per leads. Um, we would never do like a CPM deal, which would be a cost per thousand email sent. So that's what we did. And uh, then it metamorphosed from doing working for the man to me wanting to do something on my own. And mm-hmm. I started Quickie Marketing, which is our uh, mothership. Quickie Marketing uh, owns multiple companies. That's where the entrepreneur part comes in where you're trying to, you know, juggle all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. And so quickie marketing owns eHygienics, uh, which is spelled E H Y G I E N I C S dot com. EHygienics is the validation portion of email scrubbing. And then we own verify five fifty, which is the verification portion of email scrubbing and it's a long story how to explain those, but right. Uh, you can go to the website and look at them. And then I also own a brand new company called centraloregon.online, Online, which um, is a local website and email hosting provider. Which is me. I'm currently right now in the data center. My servers are literally behind me, and we host websites for local businesses, um, local personal websites, and the reason why I. I started this company was I built websites for many companies. That's another part of quickie marketing is a little website company that we build websites and we also do search engine optimization. So with that, I wanted to uh, start hosting people locally and have them charge charge them for it because I was hosting everybody on my personal account and you know after about a hundred websites on the hosting account I'm you know divvying out the money and they're they're making all the the the, the profits so I basically decided that we should start something so I did and um, we're now uh, recruiting some big businesses uh, in order to host them um, and then eventually we're going to go into the data backup space which. I think is uh, something that uh, it's still brand new and nobody understands yet where you could take a company whom has a lot of financials and a lot of information going in and out of it. And with that, they have a website and they either have a portal to maybe Stripe or other types of uh, credit card uh, processing uh, uh, applications and taking all that information and backing it up so that in case something goes wrong, you have a copy of it. And so that's something we're going to be looking at in the future with the data center behind me is filling up the space behind me so that we can do data backups for companies where um, it does it all automatically. You don't touch a thing. And if something goes wrong, lightning strikes or this or that, who knows? Uh, acts of God <laughs> we can, we can basically say, yeah, we have a backup of that. You know, we just took a picture of that an hour ago and here you can restore everything. So that's, that's going to be the future. So, of that. yeah,
1: that's kind of the Amazon AWS. They do backups too, like that, right? Something I believe
0: more, so. Like, I, do, yeah. I haven't really done any research on Amazon and backups, but uh, I do know that, you know, when they started lending uh, space on their own servers, that's where they really started making money.
1: Yeah, it's a smart decision, right? I think it's great that I you're agree. doing. It. It's a smart decision. That's a whole other business now. They have Amazon AWS, so it just kind of proves that just be, you know proves the models, basically. Uh, what I'm saying, it's pretty interesting. Okay, yeah. well, okay. So you're uh, you're a badass. You're smart. We got that. <laughs> you're you're a badass. You're smart. You're intelligent. But let's go to the heart a little bit about you as an entrepreneur. Um, being in Oregon, and also having a special needs son. So tell me about your son. Tell us about your son.
0: My son's name is Oliver. He's 11 years old. He was born deaf, so at home we had to learn sign language. Um, We found out about two years into his development that he also is autistic, which uh, has been a real... Challenge to raise an autistic and deaf child because of the communication factor because he doesn't talk verbally. And so, um, you know, mom and dad had to learn sign and that was really hard for us because, uh, (laughs) well, you know, a whole new language means a lot of words, you know, and, um, to, to learn, you know, more and more words every day, it, it, it just takes, it, it's really hard work. And so while you're signing and learning more words and your son is um, who's who's 11 years old, who doesn't communicate with you back, you start to lose a lot of uh, sign. And so for the first, you know, two, three years when we knew he was when we he was deaf, uh, we went to school and we started learning sign and we got really good at it until uh my son just would not communicate back. So that was the the real issue was mm. trying to remember all of these words that you learned in school and then um, try to uh, uh, raise him by signing. Now he does wear hearing aids. So the hearing aids go in. Um, he can't hear highs and lows. He can only hear kind of mid range. And so what, what sounds to him would be like, I, if you guys are born in my generation, um, the, the peanuts, uh, cartoon, the, the teachers would talk yeah, to yeah, the, wah,
1: wah, wah, wah. exactly. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah.
0: he hears. So he's not hearing the T's and the S's and then, and, and not the, the high tones and then the really low bassy tones. So to him, it's just like, wah, 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 wah. but he's been able to read lips and pick up very well. And for the past two years has been a big adventure for us because he's just broken out and really wants to learn more and so the the good news is is he's now turning into a little man and he wants to hang out with dad and just recently this weekend we went gold mining in a town called Sumpter, Oregon where um, they found gold about 120 years ago and they uh, built a railroad in there and uh, lots of gold got shipped out of there and um, it's a pretty popular place to go gold mining and this was the first year that, that my son and I actually you know bonded and he enjoyed it and I asked him if you wanted if he wanted to go home, and he said basically no <laughs> he was having too much fun so well um,
1: that's cool yeah. that's cool yeah. I know that um I, I don't know this for a fact but I've learned this through talking to people that um when a um a human a child a human uh, is autistic they have a challenge bonding is that accurate and what's what's that experience like
0: well. It, it, it depends on family to family. It depends on the child because there's, there's the, the autism spectrum is so big, you know, there's high end and there's low end and to group your child where they are is really tough to, you know, put on paper. But when it comes to uh, a mother, a mother and the, the autistic child have a more of a bond because I think, you know, the child was, was born inside well, not born inside, but um, yeah, nine <laughs> you know, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nine months inside the mom, and so there's there's more of a bonding there, and um, with the father, there's really no no real bonding because the thing about autism is, and this is what I've learned, and I, I hope it maybe helps some people out there who yeah. are, wanna understand what it is, you know, because it's a really tough thing to explain. Um, your your vertebrae that goes from the your your spinal cord all the way down to your your the the bottom towards your pelvic bud area. Um all the information that goes to the spinal cord goes up to the brain. Um, by the time all the information goes to the brain, uh, the spinal cord sends the information upside down. So what the brain is saying is, well, what the brain's learning is whatever you're feeding me is going to be backwards. So what's hot is cold. What's soft is hard. And so Everything, all information that's coming into this, this child is just extreme and they don't, their, their bodies aren't meant for it, you know? So. That, and that's the case with my son, Oliver, and the bonding experience with him and his mother was there from from the start. Um, the bonding experience between him and I didn't happen until literally maybe two years ago. So when he was like nine, nine years old, out of the blue, he just walked up to me and I, I'm used to him just being with mommy and not hanging out with dad at all, you know, because I'm the enforcer of the house. You know, that's kind of my role. And, you know, someone's got to do it. And mom was the mom. She was taking care of him, you know, feeding him, giving him everything. And I would just be like, you know, don't throw rocks in the house or whatever, stuff like that. But, um, you know, imagine trying to <laughs> trying to say, you know, stop throwing rocks in the house. stop, stop. You know, he broke <laughs> broke two TVs, by the way. He 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 went through a throwing phase. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not laughing
1: at you, right? I'm please. No, I know, I know, me. I know. It's just but, um, you have to have fun and comedy a little bit, but it's, it is. Just, you're, you're not you're, and everyone's listening, watching this. But he was he was doing sign language. Stop oh yeah,
0: yeah. throwing rock, rock in, in the, the house. house, in the house. And you're gonna forgive me. I'm not really. I'm not that uh, good at sign. Um, I I only know like the basic words that Oliver needs to communicate. Uh, you know, to learn more sign, more and more, more. Uh, it just takes. A lot. It, it really is, and, yeah. and you know, I I can't feel bad about it because. um, it's 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 up to him and and myself to learn more and I always sit him down and I look at him and I'm like you know Oliver you know you need to learn more words more words and you know he just doesn't understand it but the the biggest
1: yeah the bonding uh,
0: revelation yeah the biggest revelation that happened this year was he understands the difference between yes and no so when we ask him just verbally without with no sign uh we ask him Oliver you know this question and he'll say yes or no. And, and that, that's when all of a sudden our bonding happened Um, because he wasn't frustrated anymore. He could tell us what he needs by us, you know, by his patterns figuring out does your, does your tummy hurt? Yes or no. And he'll say no. Or um, are you cold? Are you cold? Yes or no. And he'll say yes. And we get him a sweater. So, And then that opened them up to, you know, wait, there's, there's, there's power in these hands, you know, especially with yes and no, that that's a big deal, you know?
1: Mm, So, so, so you said two years ago Mm -hmm. when y'all started bonding, he just walked up to you? Yeah, so I'm sitting there, I'm working because
0: that's kind of what I do. I'm on the laptop all the time. Do 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 do. do, do, do and um out of the blue he just comes from behind and, and and from my screen and then I see his head and he moves my laptop over and he walks up and goes like this. Mwah! kisses me right on the forehead and then walked away. Walked away. And I I'm I'm just kind of like this. I'm just oh my god, what just happened? It was the 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 words can't describe for nine years, me, as a father, raising a, a special needs son, not understanding how to raise even a typical kid because he's our only child, and not getting getting the, the love that fathers need, which, by the way, um, I digress that 90% of, of most marriages with autism end in divorce because the father, the father leaves because there's no bonding there. And so... I I stuck with him, man. I stuck to my guns and I just, you know, kept hugging him and kissing him and he hated it. He didn't want it. He was whole, he was like, he hated it, but deep, deep down, he loved it. And then all of a sudden, one day he just, he fought it off and by choice came up and kissed his dad. And, and that's, um, and then since that day, he's, everywhere we go we he just you know walks up to me holds my hand kisses me and and it's a it's a blessing i'm i'm very blessed
1: mm-hmm. that warms my heart that is i mean i can't really even imagine right having a child that you love and you love unconditionally because it's your child and not having that bond that connection right that's right. hard you to know, explain a lot of,
0: it, <laughs> it's funny a lot of people come to me and they ask me you know how do you do it and you know, for the longest time, I really couldn't answer that. And, um, just recently, it, it's, it's, it's more or less like my answer now is you just do. It's like breathing. You know, how do you do it? Have you ever like freaked, freaked yourself out and, and started looking, uh, thinking about blinking? Have, have you ever done that? Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like now and I'm it, blinking. Now I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, now I'm blinking. <laughs> now, now you're thinking about it. and, wait, wait, and stop it. it. Oh yeah, It trips you out. Oh, you know, especially when you're thinking trying to about to- blinking, thinking about blinking, thinking about blinking. Yeah, you got to change the subject because dude, your, your eyes blink. Like, I don't know, 35, 30 to a hundred times per, per, per minute or something really? like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm no- it's like, what? don't
1: think of a purple cow. Don't think of a purple cow. Don't think of a purple cow. Do not yeah. think of a purple cow. Okay. I Right.
0: It. But yeah, purple cow uh, blinking, <laughs> a blinking purple. Blinking.
1: cow. So, well, I, mean, you- I mean, I think also you've said this to me privately and, 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 you know, you don't have to go, you can go there as much as you want, but it's, about your faith, right? It's really about, you know, you've got to have faith in a higher power and God and Jesus, I think at this, at at that level to be able to, because you're right. I've heard the stats. It's between 80, 90% or something insane of that. Mm -hmm. uh, The autistic family breaks apart, um, which is, which is, makes it worse. It's sad.
0: And I I totally get it though. I totally get it because, you know, and I, I hate saying the term, well, as a father, you know, or, as an entrepreneur, as a doctor, I just, it just doesn't sound right. Cause everyone says it and I just, I'm trying not to be that guy, you know, but I, I have to say that it, it, it in this situation, you know, as a father looking at other fathers who have to deal with, with this type of subject and, and seeing other types of the spectrum where these kids, you know, are, beating their heads against their dad and, and, and physically abusing them, which is it happens. Um, you know? Yeah. I, I can totally understand and relate and I can't fault the man for leaving or even, even the woman there's been, I've seen subjects of, um, of times when um, the woman leaves the relationship, the man takes, takes over. So, you know, it's diversified, but the statistics are there it's literally you know around eighty eighty to ninety percent that that the men leave because they don't have that bonding experience and they I think it's psychological where they feel like uh you know they 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 raised a runt you know and um I, wow, I don't want to really sound awesome. off from that, but it, it you know, sounds really bad. But you uh-huh. know, it's like psychologically, all of these years in our DNA, you know, like animalistic society. You know, when yeah, animals, wanna,
1: you want to be a man. You want to raise your child as you know, as a strong woman or man. It's really interesting. So, by the way, you know, this is this is my show, and, I, 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 and this is uh. We, basically you can say what the hell you want. It's uncensored, you know, just let you know that. So, but oh, I think bro. that you can say whatever politics, you know, politics, I always try to stay away from, but spirituality and, and truth about health and things like that. I I'm very open to because it's my damn show. So right on I think that. Um, the runt thing, psychology of just the masculine feminine energy The normal experience of man to be able to say, I, you know, I produced a man, I produced a male, I produced a son, you know, there is an innate psychological perspective there that I can see how, not that I'm excusing it, but -hmm. I can see how the frustration and the word runt, that's a really interesting term to say, okay, I, you know, I birth to run, you know, has, has that been an experience? I know you've been part of the community of, of, of other parents are dealing with this. Is that an experience that you talk about with other uh, fathers and, and mothers and parents?
0: No, because they're they're afraid to actually talk openly and just be themselves. Really? Uh, oh, absolutely, because they're afraid of society and how society views them as a father or mother. And the problem with a lot of uh, autism. Why is that? Music, uh, because um, I don't know why is it why is it that people feel they're ugly when they're pretty? You know, society is really good at making us. Want to have or be something that we're not, and so we're we're always striving to get. You know, we're we don't think of the now; we think of the future. You know, and it's just it's just, it's I don't know if it's in our genes or whatever, but that's just how things are. And so, with the with the with the 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 people who have autism, they would rather stay at home and not deal with uh, the the lashback that they get from their kids and how they interact with other kids. And here's a good example: I was at a pizza place. Uh, here locally and my son likes to play there and there was this group of people who had their son they were playing and Oliver was parallel playing next to him he wasn't really close to him um I heard later that um, Oliver did nothing he was just over here and the kid lied said that Oliver pulled his hair well the kind of father I am is I I take my son and I bring him right to the family the entire mother and father or both um uh, and, 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 and then sign to Oliver and say, you know, do you understand, you know, what we're trying to say? Uh, and do you understand, you know, why we're, 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 t- we're, we're doing this? And just to get him an idea as to saying, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't, I didn't mean to pull your hair, you know, I'm sorry. So here I am explaining to the, the, this, this, p- these parents. And they were judging me from the start because, um, I, uh, wasn't there right at that moment to stop, you know, this from happening. And therefore, since I have the kid with autism, I should have been the one right in there, like a, like a, like a, a teacher, you know, or a parent, like a, um, I don't know, like a caretaker. Right. So the, the guy, and I'm holding my son because he was trying to squirm and get away. And I'm like, no, no, you know, this is my son, dude. I'm like, dude, you do what I say, you know? So I'm holding him. And, and, he, and he tries to run and I grab his arm and I pull his arm back. Like, no, you're not going anywhere. I didn't think that that was aggressive or I didn't think that that was, you know, I didn't spank him in front. Of him. I didn't do any, any of that. All I did was just I was holding him down, making sure that he looks those people in the eye, which he has a problem with doing, and, and say he's sorry. And this guy said, if you don't let go of that kid's arm, I'm going to take you out back and I'm going to have some words with you. And he said that literally right in front of like all these people because he he was the one that made the scene. I was the one holding my son, trying to get him to trying to explain to the people. Look, you know, he's autistic. He doesn't understand, you know, boundaries. You know, I'm 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 trying to help the situation by explaining to them. Right. And 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 so that's just one example of hundreds of times I've taken Oliver to parks to. Uh, bouncing places and pizza places and places where he can play and be with other kids. Cause I think that's absolutely important. You don't want them to uh, stay at home. They have to get out into society because they'll go even more introvert into themselves. Right. So, yeah. So the, the judging part of other parents, when they look at you, I've seen the, the, the looks and if it wasn't for the personality that I have, I, I probably would stay at home, you know, but I, yeah, I, even- I care about people. I care about my son, and I want to make sure that people are educated. So that's you know. I think that, that's, that's a, I mean,
1: when I was. I mean, this is not anywhere's at all at the spectrum, right? But I was. Um, I was told I was ADD, and back in the eighties, that was like they would put me in special needs. They wanted I didn't. I was a mute, um, pretty much seven years. You know, they didn't always quote unquote. Wrong with me, or whatever, they're putting me on drugs like that. And there was a huge backlash that, and I don't know all the details because I was a kid, but I could tell there was a huge backlash against my mother, Mm -hmm. you know, of like, how dare you have a kid that's messed up, or something, you know
0: what I mean?
1: Yeah, right, having to deal with it socially, you know, and socially with other parents. And I just think looking back you know, that was the eighties, late seventies, early eighties. And I think that's happening now with autism. I would say, and I'm just inserting this. Cause I think looking back now, the reason why people do that, they're scared of it. Even though we all know you can hang out with someone who's autistic. They're not going to get anything like AIDS or anything. It doesn't matter in their brain. They're so scared of it. You know what I mean? They're so scared <laughs> of it or they don't understand it that they'd rather just not, be around it or scrutinize the people that do.
0: What's the difference between that and religion? Like, um, like exactly. Muslims. Like a Muslim, um, you know, the first thing that people think of is terrorism in America, and, and that's not sad. the case. Which is you know, yeah. um, when you when you know the the subject of uh, the LGBT community and homosexuality. You know, yeah. people people have that same mentality of they don't understand it, so they're going to fear it or or put hate into it.
1: So- I saw an article, I saw a video the other day, randomly. It was the interview. Do you remember this interview that Oprah interviewed um, Ellen DeGeneres on her show right when she did the whole coming out of the show, Ellen. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Was
0: back in the late nineties, I think
1: late nineties. And she had these people in the audience that were just like thrashing Ellen because she came out being lesbian. And just that the the reasons were just insane. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get other women people to do that too. And the fact that you're yeah. a lesbian, you're gonna have my kid be a lesbian, you're like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. But no. that's it's a fear factor.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yes. I, I agree. And you know it, it's just it, it has to do with the way we're raised. And I, I think that if uh, if If parents have an open mind and use love, which is a choice, it's not an emotion. And if they make Mm -hmm. the choice of, you know, telling and teaching their their child that everyone has an equal chance of of being embraced by us and our family Um, and and Mm -hmm. not not say, you you know, outside of this circle that we have um, is is foreign territory, instead saying outside the circle is where we want to go and, and, and explore. Mm -hmm. Um, If, if, if people use that love as a choice, then that's where they can uh, step into faith. Like you were saying in your show, you, you don't mind talking about, um, you know, religion or or things like that. And so, yeah, so where I think uh, faith is, is um, taking, taking, taking a, a risk In something that, uh, just in the natural doesn't seem like it's, it's real. And so I think, I think that's, that's where we grow as a society. If we can let, you know, break down the walls of, you know, being afraid, break down the walls of being hurt, because we've all been hurt in the past. And whoever is in front of you, they have a view and an opinion and, and they have love just like you do. There's no difference between the only difference is, is they were hurt a different way than you were. And if, if, if those things can, can, can come together and people can learn to hug and, and look them in the eye and really say, I love you. And not saying I love you because they feel it and they get little goosebumps. No saying, I love you. Meaning, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure you're happy because that's the most important thing, and I think that's the key to to life is making others uh, more comfortable and happy. So that if because if you're fulfilled, then that's that's where um, all of the the greatest gurus out there have been trying to figure out is fulfillment of self first, then. You know, fulfill others and show them the way mm-hmm. of you, however you found your spiritual right. Now, I found mine in Christianity, um, and that's where I've learned most of my uh, uh, teachings on love um, through Jesus's teachings. But you know, there's other religions out there, and I can't discount the fact that if I was born in in India, that I would not be Hindu. I probably would. So, you know, I it, it, love takes wisdom. And wisdom is still an element that's not found from earth. I think wisdom comes from, you know, outside and from another dimension, uh, where you can sit down and look at two parties, like, you know, the left and the right. And you yeah. can say, look, I understand why you're upset. And I understand why you're upset. But my question is, and then you, you place it where it's completely, you know, neutral, and unbiased on both ends. That's, that's, where that's where love exists, I believe
1: I think I love your statement. love is a choice. I believe that a hundred percent. I can choose to love someone and forgive them and, right? remove, them, and remove them from my life. Does't mean that I don't love them and can- you know I love them and release them or love them and let them go or just love them for who they are and who they aren't mm-hmm. that is a choice. It's mm-hmm. an action item. I think choice, love, when, I, when I've when i had to go through that, my forgiveness self, you know, forgiveness is a action. It's an, mm-hmm. literally an action you that go. you're creating that. It's not something like, oh, I forgive them. No, 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 it is. It is a movement of your body. It is an action. You can be sitting and technically your body not moving, but it's literally an action item. You're moving something. And I've gone through massive forgiveness for myself and the people in my life that have hurt me and I've hurt them. You know, I, I remember reading a prayer, a while ago, about a year ago, I read the book called uh The Book of Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it was of course I got it from Oprah. <laughs> and I read it, I listened to it, and it was just like tears, you know. And mm-hmm. and they have a little statement in there kind of a meditation or thing to speak. And um what's fascinating about that particular w- book of forgiveness, and it says this in the Bible too, but it's almost like, you know, you're forgiving them. But you're also asking for their forgiveness. And that's mm-hmm. hard. If you if you've had someone, let's say, literally attack you, you know what I mean? Physically, it's like it's adamant. you can see like they attacked you, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking to yourself, why would I forgive them? Mm-hmm. And that is an act. You, you that's an act that once you forgive them and you ask for their forgiveness, yeah. For just that, there's a whole you know, that's an act, and then forgiving yourself. I remember reading that and I'm thinking as a person in my life that I'm like, but I didn't do anything. Why am I forgiving myself? It's, you know, <laughs> da, 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 Right. And it's like, but that's the process. And then I could see once I started that process of forgiving myself, it's, it's pretty, it, it's pretty, um, you know, it's pretty deep, right. Spirituality and things like that. And I look back and I was definitely, you know, placed in a box. Um, I was told that I'll never, go to college and I was told all that stuff and take Ritalin every day and I should be Mm. in special needs and your daughter's never going to really have a good education because she can't think for herself. And, you know, and it's kind of one of those moments where are you going to listen to the bullshit teachers there? Or are you going to actually listen to something else? And my, my mother basically was like, I'm not going to listen to you mm. which against what she's supposed to do. And I'm mm. going to go over here. And I think that's, what's happening more and more today. People are saying, I don't agree with you. I'm mm. going to listen to my higher self and my, and my faith in God and put, put a surrender somewhere else. And that's, it's all easy to say, but when you well, there, do no, it, go, it's ahead, different. So. go ahead.
0: Well, there's there's a flip side to the, the coin as well when it comes to love and forgiveness. It's also you. you it one thing you don't want to do, and this is where wisdom comes in, is is be an enabler to a situation. So if someone, because I used to be a complete heavy, massive drunk, I used to drink two a day. So that's a half gallon of, of vodka every single day. Wow. And, oh yeah. I was, I was a boozer and uh, I've been sober 12 years and I give all credit to, to my Lord. Um, but if you know, love doesn't mean stick with the person.
1: No love sometimes means releasing them and saying, I love you and exactly. you gotta go or loving exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah because i actually mean, you know, t- just uh, i just recently did that with someone in my life and 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 then the statement i said which resonated for me was i'm intuitively guided to leave to i'm intuitively guided to remove myself lovingly from your life mm. and, and and it was uh beautiful you know it was beautiful and he you know this person wasn't mad he like honored that and it was actually a loving exchange and it was a removal of it doesn't always have to be a fight. Now for myself, I know for myself growing up, my family was all about fighting. Uh, my father's all about the fighting, right? So for me to say, I lovingly remove myself from your life. I, I love and cherish you and respect you. And I'm removing myself from your life. That right there is the higher level consciousness. Mm. People think love means we stay in each other's lives. I'm like, no.
0: You no, not at, at all.
1: Remove yourself from someone's life. You can literally say, "I lovingly remove myself from your life." I wish, and that's okay, and that's okay.
0: And, um, you know, I, I had to learn a lot of this just through therapy. Um, oh. you know, and, and and you know, of course, the Bible taught me a lot a lot about that, but um, therapy taught me more about feelings. But the the Bible taught me more about wisdom, and wisdom, mm-hmm. um, it, it trumps. Uh, feelings, in my opinion, because uh, we still don't understand the the the. I would say the the fundamental elements of what feelings are. You know, are, are 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 do feelings? Where do they come from? You know, are they are they a part of our neuro system? Are they part of our atoms? What what are feelings? You know, and so mm-hmm. that's 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 something that you know definitely needs research on. But when it comes to wisdom, you know, if you ask most people, you know, to define it, they don't—they don't know how to define it from a dictionary. I didn't know. I mean, I had to look it up and go, "Wow, okay, so, so that is that—that's what that is." <laughs> so wisdom's wisdom's key. Wisdom's important to uh, your growth, uh, for stability and faith. And wisdom, in my opinion, go hand in hand. And I think both those things come from another part of this u- universe that we can't see. You know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that one of the things that uh, feelings for myself, I'm an empath. And so what people like, what the hell does that mean? Uh, w- what an empath means is that I pick up on other people's feelings, right? So mm-hmm. I can actually walk by a person and feel like pick up on what they're experiencing that's why i don't like vegas Mm. (laughs) right oh man
0: (laughs) just walking on the strip
1: right i mean i'm like i wonder why i come home from vegas and i'm depressed i don't understand that
0: wow i didn't know you're an empath that's interesting
1: yeah i am i just recently discovered that in a book, I was reading the book and all of a sudden I'm like literally reading the book going, Oh, is that why all these things have happened to me over the years? Like I mm-hmm. didn't under, I thought it was, those were my feelings of depression and those were my feelings of, you know, this, no, I was, I was constantly Picking up on other people's versus going. Yeah. Oh, is this really my feeling of depression or anxiety? No, it's actually someone else's I picked up on. So yeah, I never really understood why I didn't like Vegas, and I understand, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you walk through Vegas and you can look like, in a casino or even on the strip, for God's sake. And for me, I can I can feel people's stuff. I can literally feel he's depressed and doesn't wow. look like it, and you know she's um, in terror, and she. I, but oh I, my gosh. You know, and you can't and so, turn that off either. No, I can protect myself, but I can't, yeah. I, I can't turn it off. I mean, I can like put, put a protection layer on and kind of put a, what I call a bubble. But yeah, like yesterday I was walking around town Lake <laughs> and doing some work and some faith work and talking kind of, and like I could, when people were like coming by, I could feel them. Yeah. It was really <laughs> interesting. So in the world of feelings, I mean, that's an energy, it's a frequency, you know, and I think one of the things, I mean, I, I, let's go back to this. I'll share about this all the time, but I was, uh, I was diagnosed with depression when I was in my twenties and they put me on medication and shit. They put me on, they put me on Viagra for God's. I mean, who does that shit? I'm like 25 <laughs> what? Yeah, Viagra I for depression. Viagra. That's bizarre. And I wasn't even depressed. Like I was just going through shit, you know, and I look back now and I'm like, I wasn't really depressed. I had just, I had no coping skills of life. I had zero, like this is stress. And how do you do with stress, yeah. meditate and relax and release or go work out? Or I don't know all kinds of you can do. Um, I would drink because like, that's what my family did. So that's what I did. So guess what? When you drink, guess what happens? Oh, uh, you become more depressed. Shocker. So then they put wow. me on Wellbutrin and then they put me on, um, viagra that was the best that was like hilarious i came home to my um fiance at the time and i'm like guess what we have viagra he's like why do you have viagra i'm like well you want to try one i'll try one see what happens yeah. <laughs> anyway looking back now you know the best thing ever happened is i i got out of the care of that doctor and i did this thing called health and well-being and focusing on mm. you know life and and Spirituality and health and well being, and, and you know, all this other stuff, I've never had that feeling again. But, but I realized now I was picking up on other people's stuff. But yeah. what was so critical, so many people they they this is what they hear they're in a therapy office and they give power to the therapist, and the therapist goes, You're depressed, and they go, I am. And then all of a sudden, they put this layer on themselves, like, yeah. I'm a you know, and then they become that.
0: Yeah. Cause the they, authority is the doctor. The doctor gives their authority. You, you have respect for them because they have an education and therefore, you know, whatever they say must be, you know, truth. And that, that's, that's a big hangup right there for that, for, for that lots.
1: whole idea of doctors went away when that doctor gave me Viagra and I go, wow. you do realize I'm a female, right? And they go, well, yeah, but they're still doing studies. I go, so I'm a rat. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much, you know yeah. what I mean. And I'm like, this is 1999, by the way, people. And I just thought he literally just gave me a script for Viagra.
0: Did I it work? Know. Did so it work? Here's
1: what it did. Um, it did for my my fiance. Oh my <laughs> he was happy. Um. No, for me, it felt like I just had a glass of wine, like I was because it's vasodilator, right? So really? just I, all I did so just felt you were, like a little
0: like kind of buzzed.
1: Yeah, I just got like a little, like I'm a little flushed in my, you mm-hmm. know, vasodilation. My blood started going. I was like kind of more energized in a weird way.
0: But you weren't depressed.
1: Um, we were having sex, so no. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, I guess you know, not. It worked. <laughs> that, I, I guess I could understand where the doctor was coming from then. I can know. see. The doctor was more or less like giving it to you, but really was supposed to go to your your fiance. Like here, here's my
1: acrophone. Yeah, it's like we'll we'll
0: fix this depression stuff because he's probably the the one not performing. (laughs) That's fine. I'm so sorry. That's not what
1: (laughs) No, that is it's fine. I don't know if I'm talking to him again. That is funny. they should do that more often yeah well i mean if you really think about it i mean if they can't fix oh, you, you d- yeah like you're depressed that means you're not having sex here i'm gonna give you a, a prescription for viagra give it to your boss. i mean if you
0: guys were having a fight that day you're probably gonna tell I mean, oh man my fiance did this and this and this i'm like well i'll tell you what we'll just give you a few of these and you know you should be good. good there's been yeah. some studies there's been some studies. Yeah. I okay.
1: That. Yeah. Cause I did come home and I was like, guess what? We got Viagra honey. And he's like, what am I care? Take one. I'll take one. We'll have some fun. And we did, we had some fun. So yeah, for that. No, what's interesting
0: is, wasn't this during the time when you were pumping? Like, you know, um, no, no, this days? is like
1: 1999.
0: Oh, okay. So this was different or.
1: Yeah. I wasn't working I out and no. this was right near 9-11 and, mm. um, yeah, 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 yeah. Looking back, I wasn't depressed I, in the world. I, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was unclear. I wasn't sure. So it, when you start talking about it, it sure does sound like depression. But I mean, mm. honestly, I'm just so thankful that I got away from the drugs because they were not – They that's not how you deal with life, okay? Mm. just throw in some well-being and be like, you're good. You know, it's just not – Exactly. Well, you know,
0: in in all honesty, um, I I I beg to differ on that one, and and let me explain. Okay. Um, because, because, because I am on antidepressants. Oh, you are. Okay. I, yes. However, I'm not depressed, and I wasn't depressed. In fact, I'm on antidepressants because the doctor, whom um, literally helped me on my road to recovery, mm. um, she she was telling me that because I drank for so long and you know all I all oh. I, had, I had to have this buzz in my right. head maintain this buzz now this yeah. is according to her and at the time I didn't want to believe her I I did it I I didn't want to be on anything you know even as a Christian I don't want to be on anything I don't want to take drugs I don't want you know anything that that has to do with you know making that that, that alters my body I don't want to do it but was
1: neurotransmitters? transmitters by the neurotransmitters it, yeah. So yeah. Um, the
0: SSRIs literally yeah. Yeah. Um, what they do is I I don't feel it. I don't know it, but my, I'm on a constant buzz all, all, all day long, but it's yeah. not a, you know, um, belligerent drunken buzz. And when I, when I went off of it, I, I've quit like three, four times. And my, my wife, she really gets mad at me because I quit and I don't tell her, you know, because, um, if I, if I say I want to get off of this, she will say no, <laughs> because she knows if I'm on them, I'm, I'm, I'm even keel. But if I'm off of them, dude, I'm a, I'm a, I'm batshit crazy.
1: <laughs> I know yeah, really- that there is something to do with the neurotransmitters and that is correct. And that did increase my serotonin and it did increase in different things This SSRI. And, and I get that. So for, so for, you know, just in the world of defense, I guess, and for me, I just felt like they were, they would have give, done better for me these therapists if they had given me some coping mechanisms of life oh, first absolutely and not just throw my ass on drugs when i was 29 years old huh. yeah and and, and I, you know,
0: know. And, and did you learn about those drugs i mean dude they should literally there should be a you know a nice uh, you should go to school for at least 3 days no, on your body
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I did learn SSRIs and the different things, the neurotransmitters. I mean, I did eventually learn all that. And my mom was on antidepressants for a long time. Um, and explaining why I wake up in the middle of the night, my entire left side of my body's completely numb. And I'm like, I'm 29. This shouldn't be happening like that. And then the different pieces, I think that all this time I spent a year going back and forth through therapy and all this drugs. I just felt like for me at 29 years old, I think I just wish someone would be like. So let's try just coping mechanisms for yeah. a little bit, and see if that might shift some things for you, <laughs> versus throw a pill at it. You know, yeah. but yeah, my mom was definitely on Wellbutrin for a long time to even kill her out too, because she's SSRI that too, yeah. um, I, I I'm drinking and things like that. So I totally understand what you're talking about. And Sam- yeah, and,
0: and I, I don't, I don't say that just to. I, I really say it to just to 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 let others know that. Don't feel bad if you are on them. No. If you have to be on them, just be on them. You know, it, yeah. especially when it comes to, you know, religion and Christianity, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, uh, denominations that will look and frown upon, you know, people who are on antidepressants and say you're taking, yeah, you know, yeah. pharmaceuticals, pharmacia. you know, pharmacia comes from the devil. Um, you know, and to be, to be quite honest, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it, it help, help for a person who doesn't have faith is there It God will direct you to a hospital, if you don't have the faith to, to heal yourself. Um, because in, in, and I think it's important that people realize that. And so if you, if you don't have the faith, which it, I have, I have very strong faith. However, I don't have strong enough faith to get off of antidepressants because I, I, I have, you know, maybe damaged my brain for, 20 years of excess drinking, um, to where, you know, maybe it's going to take another 20 years for my brain to just kind of, you know, finally get out of that. So, so when yeah. I have
1: to help that's not, if it's there and it helps you, it's yeah. SSRIs, ESAM. I mean, the thing is, I'm a huge person of, uh, of not um, of supplements, you know, so I, I take pills every day. I take all kinds of stuff on my brain and to make sure my awareness, you know, so just because one's a pharma and one's not, as long as it helps and and, and be healthy, then it doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean.
1: Yeah, and and
0: that's that's good too. That's yeah. good too.
1: Um yeah. Okay, great. So by the way, we're kind of wrapping up. We're going to an hour almost. What uh, what? Uh, where can people find out? Right, because we can talk forever. Where can people find you?
0: Uh, people can find me at uh, ehygienics spelled e h y g i e n i c s dot com. Or verify five fifty b V-E-R-I-F-Y y five five zero com, and that's my hygiene company. Or if they're interested in um, local hosting in Central Oregon, they can go to centraloregon.online. That's my new venture that we're looking into, and I'm really excited about you know actually you know being a hosting provider because so I get to I get to wear this badge and I get to come to the data center and I get to open up my servers and. Cage and 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 play around and dink around and add software, remove software, and um, you and know,
1: totally geek out.
0: Oh, dude, there's nothing like the 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 buzz and hum of mm. a thousand servers going at once, and and the warmth because they generate a lot of energy. It's it's hot right. in there. It's it's so soothing, relaxing. I literally, if there was a bed in there, I just lay down. I probably sleep for four weeks. I mean, <laughs> it is it's a great sound so there's to me you know my with my craziness um, data servers and data centers are home <laughs> and so and where we are we're located in um our servers are located what's called Cascade Divide cascade divide is uh looking for uh potential people who want to put their servers here um uh, we're looking into government agencies we're looking into uh, uh private entities mm-hmm. and companies who want to put their servers into a complete and uh probably the most complete uh backup area I've ever seen because central oregon is um, in what's called the uh uh like like lava rock bed so um, it, it, we're on an like old volcano and everything's dormant and it's more safe here to have your servers than it is in Portland, Oregon, which is about three hours away because Portland, Oregon's in the flood zone. So and it rains a lot. And so we're trying to convince, you know, a lot of companies in Portland to move their servers over to Central Oregon because um, we're in the high desert. It's cold. It keeps the servers uh, cold. We have uh, two fiber connections to the building. Uh, We have uh, all kinds of redundancy battery uh, power to two generators uh, and not including the three to four different internet sources that come in through here. that's why I chose this building because it's um, it's state of the art. It it even has like uh, a hotel room for uh, people who have their servers located in another state. They fly in, they could stay here at the data center and literally there's a shower and everything. So um, that's another project I'm going to be working on is uh, helping out Cascade Divide uh, by partnering up with them and bringing in business.
1: Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's great. And I, I know that it was on lava rock and it was a high desert. I had. My it is. Head. Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, you know, you can't dig one foot uh, underground here and without hitting huge lava rocks. That's been one of the major problems with farming here in central Oregon is uh, you're, you're literally uh, it's so hard to, to just get dirt in here because uh, you have to put the dirt on top of the rocks or you have to dig the rocks out and digging those types of rocks out. I mean, they're, they're huge boulders of lava rocks and they're, they're sharp. They're, they're hard to grind down and they're pain in the butt and they're, right. they're harder than the regular rock. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know, they're hard. So yeah.
1: Nice. Okay, for- great. Well, uh, thanks James for being here. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun and I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank
0: Thank yes. you. I appreciate you too. And this was such a great honor and pleasure to be on your show. And I, I just want to say I'm so proud of you. You, you are doing such an excellent job. I, I, as I've told you before, I used to be a producer and publicist for a radio show, right? My job was to uh, make our talent you know, shine and, and have uh, topics and, and, and be you know, on the cutting edge. And I, I'm really impressed with how you handled yourself. And you know, I, I am just so proud of you.
1: You are, you're,
0: you're awesome. You're doing, you're doing such a great job. I mean, wow. Uh, you are the talent. You you I'm are t- what when I, when I saw you like five years ago. I saw that you had this potential and here you are and um, nothing but good things are going to happen for you. You're going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. That was recorded. That's all I'm- <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I Speaking was a- distance. Right. That's true. Right. I want to have this Heather Havenwood, James, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, just, just want to say thank you so much. And just check me out at heatherhavenwood.com as well as um, iHeart, Pandora, iTunes, everywhere you listen to, to podcasts, as well as YouTube, heatherhavenwood.com. And again, this is heatherhavenwood.com. Check us out like a boss to you, you be real, be the boss of your life. Bye. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, Grow your influence and promote your business. Then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. dot com. That's influencergrowthformula dot com, and let me help you rise to the top.
0: Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.